The theme for January is going to be kickstart. Turn to your neighbor and say kickstart. Let's kickstart 2023. We're going to kickstart 2023. Kickstart 2023. But as we do, we're going to think about cards for a second. Roughly, there's an on average 5,000 card games. The oldest card game, invented in 1904, it was a baseball card game. And it had 104 player cards and had 18 cards. Most car, uh, common card game, solitaire. Most of us would know that. Card games are actually good for you. Wisconsin Alzheimer's Institute and the Disease Research Center showed the playing card games showed people that had a greater brain volume in a number of different brain regions and improved memory and the thinking risk of and the shrinking risk of dementia greatly lowered as people played card games. Card games, believe it or not, relieves stress, enhances math skills, logical reasoning, critical strategic thinking skills. The best card games out there known, Crazy Eights, Uno, War, Go Fish, Poker, Rummy, Gin Rummy, Slapjack, Heart, Speed, Spades, Bridge, Phase 10, Blackjack. So I sell all that this morning to say, how many of us have ever played a card game? Is there anyone in here that has never played a card game before? How many of us have ever played a card game and said, I don't like what I've just been dealt? How many of us have ever played a card game and said, you know what? I don't, I don't like the hand you gave me. I think you cheated. So go ahead and put your card down. And we're going to come back to those there at the end. You see, sometimes card games in life are a little similar. Because many of us at different times, different situations, different circumstances, could say to ourselves, I don't like the cards that have been dealt to me. How many of us could go back four years, five years, and say, I don't really like or appreciate COVID that was dealt to this world, right? How many of us can say for friends and family that we know, how many of us know somebody hurt, you know, sick, just broken, going through horrible things, and we could say, I don't like the cards that have been dealt to them. And I don't like the cards that have been dealt to me or that was dealt to me in this situation. And so as we think about card games and we think about the cards that have been dealt to us this morning, we ask ourselves, what have I done with the cards that have dealt with me even this past week? How have I dealt with the cards in life that has been given to me this past year? 2022, it's locked up, it's sealed, it's gone, it's a done deal. And how did I deal with the cards that were given to me last year? How was my attitude? How was my grace? How was my love? With that, we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 25. I want to start in verse 14 this morning. And it says this. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and he trusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, one bag of silver to the last divided in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver, he dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they'd used their money. The servant to whom he'd entrusted the five bags of silver, he came forward with five more and he said, Master, you gave me five, 
us, and I've earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'm going to give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Woo! Servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I've earned two more. And the master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, and now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I'd lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. Verse 26. And the master replied, Wicked, lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant, gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have got some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant, give it to the one who has ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they're given, even more will be given. Those, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have, it will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant out in outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so this morning as we start we use this verse, and we're going to use it for the next three weeks. Turn to your neighbor and say, the next three weeks. So I'm going to start a three-part series. It's called 521. 521, real easy, right? Theme for January, kickstart. And so today we start with the number five. Turn to your neighbor and say, the number five. As we look at this story this morning and we start to break it down, we see that there's a place of beginning. And for this story and for the parable of the talents, the beginning is the master got his servants together and he gave them five bags of silver, two bags of silver, one bag of silver. And he said, go and do something with it. As they got that bag of money, there was a place of beginning. Now, that was their beginning. Your beginning started here, started in the womb. Right? Our starting point to life, for us becoming alive, it started when we were inside mom's tummy. It started for us in the beginning, in a womb, just like this. It's pretty darn crazy, our starting point. I don't know how much you've studied the womb and all that happens in there. If you haven't, that's good. That's okay, because we're going to talk about it this morning. You know, the first month in a womb... The baby's face begins to take form. The very first month, the mouth, the jaw, the throat developing. The very first month, blood cells taking shape, circulation begins, and a tiny heartbeat 65 times a minute in the first month. A baby in the womb, a quarter of an inch long in the very first month. Second month, facial features continue to develop. The brain, the spinal cord, the neural tissue or the central tissue formed, the digestive tract is formed, sensory organs begin to develop, bones begin to replace cartilage. In the second month at the end, in the womb, baby is two, or sorry, one inch long. One inch long in the second month. The third month, arms, hands, fingers, feet, toes, fully formed, third month. Opening, closing fists, fingernails, toenails formed, Reproductive organs develop. In the third month, baby four inches long. Fourth month, 
fingers, toes, eyelids, eyebrows, eyelashes, nails, hair, all coming together. At the end of the fourth month, the babies, we were six inches long. Why did I state that this morning? So in the beginning and in our parable this morning, we know that life, there's always a place for beginnings. Today is what? Happy New Year's. It's the first day of the new year. So it's a beginning. There is a beginning today. And there's beginnings all over the world. And so for us, sometimes we have to take a step back to say, where was my beginning? And my beginning was here. My beginning is when God put me together. Jeremiah 1.4 says, God gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. God knew you in every part of you before you were formed in the mother's womb. Psalms 139.13 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Now, how many of us know and seen in life that, yes, we are so complex? God put us together. Your beginning was God. Your very, very beginning, God was there, and he was putting you together, every single piece, every one of us. And we could step back and say, man, how would God put 7 billion people together? I don't know, but he does, right? God puts every single person together in mother's wombs. God put every part of us together. In the very, very, very beginning, it's important to know it's God and he was with you while you were being put together. And secondly, as God was putting you together, understanding that the, he put a plan in motion. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a plan in motion. From the very beginning, being put together, Psalms 139.16 says, you saw me before I was born, and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God, at the very beginning, put you together, and secondly, he put a plan together for your life, which was recorded every single day moment one of our favorite verses jeremiah 29 i know the plans i have for you says the lord they're plans for good not for disaster to give you a good future and to give you hope in the very 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 beginning god put you together god put a plan together for your life for good not for disaster future and hope God gave us each, just like he did in the, the parable that we read this morning, God gave us each different talents and uh, abilities. In the very beginning, when we were being put together, there was talent and there was abilities. There was, you know, mechanic abilities that were being put together in the womb. There was brainiacs, like my daughter Jayla, who's super smart. In the womb, God made her super smart. Every one of us, while we were in the womb, God started piecing and putting us together and giving us the abilities and talents that we would have the rest of our lives. So much was happening in the very beginning. So many things were moving. So many things were shaping. And one of the things that began to happen is God also put together our spiritual gifts. And so we asked ourselves this morning, God gave every one of us talent. He gave us ability. And we know some of the physical talents and abilities that we have. 
But what are the spiritual ones? 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Crazy. Look, he gives, if you can read that, he gives a spiritual gift so that we can help what? Each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to one another. And to someone else, the spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles. To another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from a different spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts, and he alone decides which gift each person should have. Verse 28, here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. Apostles, prophets, teachers, those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. And my last one, Romans 12, 5 says this. It is with Christ's body. We're many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God's given us different gifts for doing certain things well. If God's given you the ability to prophesy, speak with as much faith as God's given you. If your gift is serving others, serve people well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage, be encouraging. If it is giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness, do it gladly. And so 2023, as we start here this morning, knowing that you are number one, you are so spiritually gifted. Now, some of us this morning, we may not realize how spiritually gifted we are. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are so gifted. You are so gifted. And there's areas where we know we're gifted, right? There are areas where we know we are giving, we are sweet, we are kind, we're beautiful, we're strong, we're handsome, right? There's things when we look in the mirror and say, you're a handsome devil, right? We know what there's certain things that we have. We know certain times when we're talking to ourselves, and we don't admit that, but when we are talking to ourselves, we're like, wow, I like this apart, this about me, right? We know there's certain gifts, but how many times have we discussed with God the spiritual gifts that he's placed inside of us? Teaching prophesying, the word of knowledge, encouraging, giving. How many of us have talked with God and said, God, the spiritual gifts, I know they're in me. I know they're there somewhere. They could be buried right now. They could be in the dirt. They could be hiding. But God, I know that you have placed spiritual gifts inside of me. Question is, what are our spiritual gifts? Question is, what's my spiritual gift? What's your spiritual gift? What is the gift what is the thing, the number one thing that God placed inside of you? You say, this is your spiritual gift. This is what I put you on the earth. And one of the things he said through Paul was what? To help each other. Now, we talked about spiritual gifts. Let's talk about physical abilities and traits. Ten most common traits, the most common. We're going to go through more than ten. The feeling for belonging, the feeling for community, creativity, because we love creative people. Curiosity, family, love, memory, purpose, storytelling, and having a voice. 20 most common things that all of us should live by that we love. Honesty, empathy, integrity, loyalty, humor, humility, courage, passion, kindness, generosity, leadership, forgiveness, ambitious, intelligent, perseverance, 
adaptability, teamwork, caring, being a fair person, and someone who likes to take risks. Now, physical abilities, some of those I think for us, I think we would relate to, sometimes we relate to those a little bit more in the spiritual gifts and talents and abilities. Honesty, how many of us have that? But that is something that's ingrained to us. Being an honest person is one of the things that I really think that I need to be, and I am. Empathetic, how many of us, we just feel for people. Having integrity and having strong character. How many of us are loyal? We are so loyal. We are loyal to the death, to our friends, to our spouses, to our kids. And then there's humor, one of the greatest gifts that God's given to our earth, because how many of us know we need to laugh? What, is, what does the laughter say? What in the Bible? Laughter is good for your stomach, right? Laughter is good for you. It's healing for your body, your bones. Laughter is good. When you find a funny friend, you put handcuffs on them, and you stick close to them because they're good for you. Being humorous is good. Humility, understanding who I am, understanding who other people are, being humble, having a fair understanding of myself. Courage. This is one of the things, one of the greatest things that God has put inside of us. And we know that there are people who are more courageous than others. But being strong and brave and being able to stand up to the enemy, being able to stand up in when the times are dark and crazy, having courage, having passion. It's one of the things that I love. I When it comes to the Bible, when it comes to my family, when it comes to my wife, when it comes to my dog, right? and passionate. There's things that I just love. There's things that inside that just get me excited, right? Passion. There's passion is a good thing. Being kind. Who doesn't think that, you know, and all of us have that gift in here this morning because we're all kind people. We're all wonderful, sweet, kind, generous. We love that. Leadership. Being able to pull things, people together. Being a forgiving, being ambitious, intelligent, perseverance, adaptability, teamwork. You're the this morning physically gifted so i read spiritual gifts and you say to yourself i'm spiritually gifted this morning there are things and it's not just one there's more than one spiritual gift that you have i believe in here this morning all of you you are super turn your neighbor and say you're super you're super to the max right plus tax you are spiritually gifted and maybe we don't see it but we are you're physically gifted. And through some of those words that I read, some of us this morning were relating to those and we're thinking, yeah, yeah, those are a few of the things that I like. Those are the things that I strive for every year. Those are the things that go on my list and my journal, right? We are physically gifted. But what is a spiritual gift? What is a physical gift if it is not measured? What's a gift? What's something inside of me? I don't ever use it. What is something that's been given to me that is the use for my benefit and the benefit of others? How many of us, you know, have seen through work, you know, for my work, I pay about 500 bucks a month for health benefits. And health benefits cover going to the doctor. Of course, you still have copay and all those things, right? It covers the dentist as well. But I can't tell you, so I've been paying benefits for since I started working for my company. But how many times, other than the beautiful five kids that we have here, right? Michael Davis, Ella Washington. Wife's not here. She's in Idaho, in case you were wondering. But 
other than having babies and getting checkups and physicals and getting teeth cleaned in in 20 um you know six seven years of working how many times have i really used those benefits so much sometimes in our spiritual matters and giftings how many of us look back and say how many times have i used that gift and have how do i measure that because how many of us know in life we measure everything right if you're building something, how important is it to measure it? How, how many of us know to know the dimensions? If you're fixing your dishwasher, if you're fixing and building some kind of cabinet, how many of us know to measure, to be measured is something that we do? If you work knowing that your boss measures the work that you do on a daily basis, in and out, right? It is something that we all do. We get being measured. And so in our spiritual talents and abilities, our physical talents and abilities, how have we grown? How have we grown? How have we developed? How we've developed the things that God's put inside of us? How have we allowed those things to mature and to bear much fruit? How have the things, every little thing that God has put inside of us from the very beginning when God put us all together and he put the plan in motion, you were tiny and little and perfect and cute and beautiful and handsome. From the very, very beginning, when God put every single spiritual gift burning through your veins and your blood and your system and the plan in place and the mission is there, every physical talent and ability that he gave you as well, your looks, your hair, your eyes, your color, every single thing that God gave to you. How have we measured gifts and the benefits of being created by God, of being put together. And so this morning, we're going to take a minute, we're going to take out a piece of paper. Remember, we started a three-part series, and today's five. Theme for the month is Kickstart. And so as you take out your piece of paper, you take out your piece of pen, one of the things we're going to do, so you kind of notice we drew a cross. And with that cross, I want you to kind of go below the cross. And on the left side, there's five, number five, right? And I want you to write me right above number one. Write me right above number one. And I want you to think for a minute, what are the things that you feel are your best qualities? When you think about yourself, and believe me, everyone in here, we have 300 great qualities, right? So... Don't say, I don't know what to put on there. I'm, we're not grading these. We're not turning them in. We're not going to share them with one another. This paper is, I want it to be for you alone and God, right? So tell your neighbor, keep your eyes off. This is just between you and God. What are your five best qualities that you would say about yourself? And if you need a little help remembering some of those ones, remember? Honesty, empathy, integrity, loyal, funny, humility, courage, leadership, forgiving, ambitious, intelligent, perseverance, adaptability, teamwork, I care about people, I'm a fair person, I'm daring, I'm a family person, my family runs through my blood, I have a great memory, photogenic memory, I just live with purpose, I love to tell stories, I'm good at telling stories, I know how to use my voice, I love belonging, I love community, I love being creative and curious, all those things. These are my five, what I would say, 
best qualities. Now, if you're fast, you can go to the right side. This is where it becomes a little more tricky. Because now what I want you to do is on the next to that, and this is the under part of the cross, right across from where we put, we put God above the number one. And now think of five spiritual gifts that maybe God has given to you. Five things that maybe, and what did Paul list? There's encouragement, there's giving, there's leadership, there's kindness. Some of the other ones that we said before. The ability to prophesy, the ability to pray for people and see healing, the gift of faith, miracles. spirit and just having an understanding with the spiritual languages the gift of interpretation discernment just try to pick five things and remember this is just for you we're not going to share even though sharing's caring and that's one of the great qualities we all have as well but this is just between you and God this morning God this morning what are the five things that you've given me God, what are the five things that you've put inside me this morning? What are the five bags of gold and silver, God, that you've placed inside of me? What are the five talents, God, that you have placed inside of me? What is it, God, that you have put inside of this person right here? God, help me to see, help me to hear, help me to understand the five spiritual gifts, five things, five great qualities, God, that you have put inside of me. So at the end of our story this morning, the end of the parable this morning, Jesus read this, Matthew 25, 28. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant, give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have, they will have it taken away. So throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. so many things that we could begin again. We could look back in our 40 years of living and see God in the past moving, shaping, directing, and things that we started and then things we let drop off. And we can look at today and say, God, where is the pieces of this year? Where are the pieces that you want me to take of the puzzle that you want me to put into together? 2023, our year and our theme for Zoe is going to be it is what we make it. 2023, the year 2023 for us in here, it is what we make it. Write that on the top of your paper. This year will be what we make it. This year will be how we make it, how we shape it, how God inside of us, through the Holy Spirit moving, will be how, what we decide to do. God is a gentleman. Could he do all kinds of things? Absolutely. And he is. And he doesn't force your hand. He doesn't force you to do anything. But for us, the question becomes, how many of us know adults and parents who say, I don't know how it's going to be for my kids growing up. I don't know how it's going to be for my grandkids growing up. I don't know what life will be like in 25 years. If God has not returned, how will it be? 
and this is the biggest thing right here. If we live how we've lived the last five years, I can tell you it'll be dark and dreary. If we continue on the path, the church of Jesus Christ, which is supposed to be the brightest light in the whole entire world, that that light that he's put inside of us, that for many believers and Christians all around the world, we've, we've turned off the light been still. So if we ask ourselves, what will it be like for our kids and grandkids in 20 years? If we continue at the path, and not everybody, right? Because most of us in here, we are awesome, intelligent, beautiful, strong, and powerful believers. But if we as a church as a whole can't allow things to go that the path they've been on, it will be dark and dreary. Your life for you, how you finish is extremely important. Your life for your kids, the example that you're setting still, no matter how old our kids are, extremely important. Your life for your grandkids, extremely important. How will it be for them? It's going to be what you make it. It's going to be what you make it. It's going to be how you shape it. It's going to be how you form it. For ourselves, for our spouses, for our kids, for our families, for church, for our community, for every aspect of life, it will be what we make it. Kickstart. Now, many of us, if you have a motorcycle, how many of us know there is a kickstart, right? That's not my theme. That's not what I want to talk about is kickstart this morning. If you put a little hyphen in between kick and start, the definition is this. Make something start to happen. Happen more quickly and improve. And in 2023, as we kickstart this year, what are the things that God needs us to start in our life? What are the things that need to move a little bit more quickly? What is the areas that we need to improve upon? So as you bring out your piece of paper again, we're going to go to the very top. And at the very top, there's one through five. I want you to put goals. And what are five things maybe that God wants you to shoot for in 2023? What are five things at the very top of your paper? What would be five areas, things that I need to either start, things that are kickstarted inside of me that I need to improve on? What are things. There's five numbers under the cross. And that's spots for you to leave anything at the cross that needs to be buried and put away. And again, if you don't want to do it now, go home and do it when you're by yourself. But if there's five things that you could say, you know what, I know that these five things need to be laid to rest. These five things in my life I need to put aside and I need to leave at the foot of Jesus. These five things I want to be done. I know God doesn't like them in me. Most of us in here, we are nearly perfect. We're close to perfect as it comes, right? We're the best of best at handling. But if we did have a couple things that we know that we shouldn't have, what do I need to leave at the foot of the cross? And say, God, these are the five things that I need to bury, that I need to leave at the foot of the cross, and I'm going to bury them, and I'm going to leave them there. Because, God, I want to kickstart my year. God, I want to kickstart 2023. God, I want to do what you put me here to do. God, I want to take every single thing that you've given to me. And so this morning, I gave you all a card. And how many of us like the card that we were given this morning? How many of us would say, you know, that's not a bad card, you know? If you got a number two, I'm sorry, right? It's kind of like the bottom of the barrel for cards, right? Number twos, if you got a number two, and again, you can take it up with Aunt Sherry because she gave you the card, not me, right? How many of us know that we look around this, this past year, this past five years, 
And we could say, man, we've been dealt a bad hand. So many people. It's horrible. It's dark. It's scary. And how many of us have ever sat around and complained about the cards that we've been given? How many of us have ever complained about circumstances? How many of us ever complained? Got a little rap that took it in there. How many of us have ever complained about something going on in our world? And how many of us have realized that in our 40 years of living, I mean, how many times can we complain about something and it doesn't improve, realizing that complaining doesn't do anything? Yes, we're passing time. Yes, we're, we're passing breath and we're, and we're talking. But honestly, the things that have happened to us, the things that have happened to the people that we love and truly care about, if we do just sit and complain and take no action, then what are we really doing? What are we really doing? We know that there's a spoiler alert. We know that in the very end, God wins. And if your heart has been given to him, if you give your life, heart, mind, and soul over to him to choose to follow, the spoiler alert is at the end, you win as well, right? We know that everything in this earth is going to pass away, that God is going to come back for his kids. We know in the end, he beats the devil. He conquers death already, right? And that you will have life. The song that one of the songs we sang this morning, you hold me now, looking for that day. Streets of gold, no sickness, no death, nothing. If you have given yourself to Jesus Christ, the spoiler alert is you already are a winner. You're amazing. God is inside of you. But the question becomes, yes, God's inside of me. Yes, I'm a winner. So does he want me to just sit on that couch, the couch of spirituality, doing nothing, knowing that in the end he wins? Or does he need me to step up today to make the most of what he's given in front of me? No matter what card comes my way, no matter what words come my way, no matter what actions, no matter what happens, anything, circumstance in my life, speeding tickets, no matter anything that happens to me, does God just want me to take it easy because I know how it ends? Or does God need me to do something today, spiritually, physically? Yes, the spoiler alert. There's a time coming, Matthew 24-4, Jesus said, don't let people mislead you. Many will come in my name claiming I'm the Messiah. They'll deceive many. They'll hear of wars, threats of wars. Don't panic. These things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines, earthquakes in many parts of the world. This is the first of birth pains with more to come. You'll be arrested, persecuted, killed, hated all over the world because you're my followers. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Right? Not really. It sounds, it sounds hard. Right? But Jesus said this is the end and the spoiler alert, what it looks like. And we could stand around and we can say we live in the end times and so things are dark, dirty, and horrible. And we can talk and we can continue to talk about how things are. Matthew 24, 40, but two men will be working together. One will be taken, the other left. Two, will, two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Keep watch constantly for you do not know the time the Lord is coming back. 
My last verse this morning, Ephesians 5.15. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. What's the difference? Making the most out of every opportunity because the days are evil. This was written 2,000 years ago. And how many of us, if Paul could say this, that it was evil back then, how many of us look at today and say, it's 50 times worse? Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Has that changed from 2,000 years ago to today? Paul needed to make the most of every opportunity, but we don't because we're, we're at the end. God's put us here this morning for a reason. You were born, you were put together perfectly in the womb. God gave you spiritual gifts. God put the plan in motion. God put your physical, good, wonderful qualities together. So many wonderful things happening in that moment. At that time, did he guarantee the next 85, 90, 100 years of your life, life will be perfect and easy? Did God at that moment in the womb when everything was so perfectly coming together, did God say, here is your life. It's going to smell like roses. There's going to be perfect sunshine every single day, everywhere you go. Everyone will like you. Everybody will care about you. There will not be one person on the planet who will ever say one negative thing about you. No. But sometimes we in life, we take the cards that people give to us. And you know what we do? We take the card that's been given to us, and we elevate it above what God has already said about us. The circumstances that were hard, things that we've gone through. But but you gave me this card. But this person gave me this card. And so for many people, you know what we've done? We've taken the cards. And we just tossed them to the side. And said, you know what? I don't want to play anymore. Life doesn't seem fair. I don't want to be in the game anymore. Didn't seem like I, had give, I was given a fair hearing. I wasn't given a fair chance. And so this morning, as we have all these themes and thoughts running through our brain, we started with the parable of the talents. And we understand God, he wants us to kickstart this year, 2023, that it will be our theme for Zoe, what we make it for myself, for my spouse, for my kids, for my family, and even for my grandkids. Should I worry about how it will be in 25 years? Only if you keep quiet and do nothing. Only if you keep quiet and do nothing. But if you take every gift inside of you that God has given to you, the courage, the love, the passion, the desire, if you take every single card that God has given to you and say, God, I'm not going to waste another day. I'm going to make the most of what you've given me. I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use my muscle. I'm going to use my talent. I'm going to use my ability. Then you know what? Your grandkids and your kids have a brighter day coming. It starts with you. It starts with you this morning. How do you kickstart 